Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. It is Wednesday, May 3rd. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today, I am just thrilled because my daughter Savannah is coming back on the show. On Monday, we spoke a little bit about the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why. And today, we're going to follow up that dialogue and just give parents some really uh, hands-on and practical ways that you can engage your children. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So Savannah, welcome back. Hey. I'm glad that you've been, you're hanging out with me, sitting around here, podcasting. Although hot tubbing was better. Yeah. We should move this stuff out to the hot tub. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, we've been uh, on the road. We just finished Fearless in uh, Katy, Texas, and we're getting ready to bring the women's event to Sparta, New Jersey at Sparta Evangelical Free Church. Savannah, you've been doing these events with me since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. If somebody was going to ask you why go to a Fearless conference, what, are, what, what, what am I going to get there? What would you say? Get a break from your kids. (laughs) Spoken like a true mother. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a mom. Sorry to put you on the spot like this. Oh, it's just encouraging. I mean, it's encouraging for me, and I hear your talks over and over again all the time playing in my head. Yeah, they're memorized. Um, You have them memorized now. (laughs) I need to write new ones just so that you can not develop some sort of psychosis from hearing the same things over and over. Yeah, that'd be nice. No, it's so encouraging. It's such a good time for moms to get together and encourage each other. And we eat snacks and we fellowship and we worship and we listen, listen to your messages, which are just like sometimes being a mom, it's a weary thing Mm -hmm. and you get tired. Mm -hmm. You get really tired. And for me, just coming to these things and um, hearing your word is like, I don't know. It's like a shot of adrenaline or something. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it just gives you that boost, you know? It's like, I can do this. These are a reminder. Okay, this is important. These are the things that are important. And this Mm -hmm. is why I am doing what I'm doing. So it helps you realize that that what you're doing is not mundane. It's important. And there is help. There are people who can encourage you and support you and other women who understand like how it's hard and also understand how it's good. And uh, yeah, Yeah. they're great. I've been watching kind of, you know, with, I guess, for the last, I don't know, many years now, um, as sort of women, you know, we rally around each other and we encourage each other, but I think we sort of encourage each other to sort of stay in our hot mess state, you know, like just, I'm such a hot mess. Motherhood is so hard, which it is, but God didn't mean for us to stay there. Mm -hmm. You know, he means for us to come alongside each other and encourage each other and then keep going. Yeah, spur each other on. Yeah, we're to spur each other on, not to just commiserate and whine about it and complain about our husbands and about motherhood. And I think part of the reason why I enjoy doing this so much is because 
um, motherhood is difficult. And it's really encouraging for me to be with other women who want to encourage me to do better mm-hmm. and say, hey, God God has something really good for you. And I think that's part of the reason why, well, it is. That is the reason why I do the podcast. It's the reason why you and your husband work with teenagers um, every week and work mm-hmm. with their parents is to encourage these parents, hey, stay engaged in the lives of your kids. Mm-hmm. Every uh, effort that you make in the life of your child is worth it. And it doesn't return void because what you're doing even in changing diapers and hanging out with uh, your little ones, it, you're making an investment that's a kingdom investment. Yeah. And and it's worth it. And last time you were here, we were talking about kind of a phenomenon, a sad phenomenon, really, mm. that's happening in uh, the teen community right now. And that's this sort of uh, fixation with suicide. And it's a tough subject. These are tough things to talk about. Last week, I talked about um transgenderism and how these lies are permeating the culture and they're hurting our kids. And I know you've had experience with this also in your youth group, in your little tiny youth group in Camas, Washington. Uh, You know, young people are really dealing with these issues and they're important. Mm -hmm. And it's important for uh, parents to talk about it. I was reading an article uh, from Today's Christian Women and uh, Savannah has some articles too. And like always, we will link back to the things that we reference in the show notes. But this woman is talking about... um, Suicide becoming part of our everyday lives as parents, things that she wasn't expecting uh, in her kids. And she was referencing Robin Williams. You remember when Robin Williams committed suicide and it was such a a shocking thing because he was such a happy, at least he looked to be happy in person and brought so many people so much joy, which I think made it even harder to... um, to take in. But she wrote about that. And this is what she said. She said, we'd just gotten home from buying binders and pencils uh, to return to school. When we turned on the television, video clips from Mork and Mindy, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Dead Poet Society flooded the screen. The beloved Robin Williams had just taken his life. I wept. And again, I watched and grilled my children. What does that mean? Ended his life. Mom, what's wrong? Why did he do that? The Sunday before, our pastor had begrudgingly shared the news of a copycat suicide. The family friend was found at his computer with a newspaper clipping of Robin Williams nearby. We were shoulder to shoulder, Mm. our kids wedged between us, hearing every word. This time, they learned the word for it. It was no longer just mom trying to explain the concept of sadness and hurting oneself. Now they knew this hideous phenomenon that intimately entered our home last April is called suicide. And I think uh, it's hard for parents to talk about something as um, tender and as frightening, really, as suicide, but we need to talk about it. And I think... um, the importance of having an open dialogue with our kids about difficult situations and difficult subjects like transgenderism, like what we talked about last week, can't be overstated. Do you think uh, when you have, you deal with kids all the time as a youth minister, um, do you feel like kids are talking to their parents or do you feel like parents just, we're avoiding this subject, like a lot of hard subjects, we avoid it like the plague. What What's your take? What are you seeing? Um, I think it really depends on the family. Healthy families are having great talks about it in our youth group, and but there's lots of kids that come from unhealthy families, and um, they don't get that at home. They don't even get the love or support, and that's where youth groups and other Christian mentors in their lives come in. Um, so I think we all have a responsibility to be there for the people who we're close with in our lives, um, to be there as a support and just a loving person to them. Mm. And I was reading... Uh, on a website that you sent me about parents talking about these hard things with their kids. And um, for the, it's the Society for uh, Prevention of Teen Suicide. 
And they say that contrary to myth, talking about suicide cannot and does not plant the idea in someone's head. It actually can open up communication about a topic that's often kept a secret and secrets that are exposed to the rational light of day often become less powerful and scary. You can also give your child permission to bring up the subject again in the future. And I think this is kind of the devil, how he works, right? I mean, uh, an isolated mom, we talk about this a lot, an isolated mom is a target because the devil loves somebody who lives in isolation, which is why we need each other. And uh, suicide is something we don't talk about. And it's sort of kept in the dark. And like mold, it flourishes in the dark. Hmm. Yeah, I really liked that, what you just read. I read that as well on the website. And I think that that's a legitimate thing that parents are afraid of. And even Ryan and I have had that conversation in regards to talking about teens, a youth group, about suicide and about things like that. Well, we don't want to, especially addressing it from the stage, like addressing the entire youth group. We're like, well, we don't want to talk about this and then give kids this idea. And then maybe they never had that idea before. And so I appreciate that they talked about on there that you cannot plant this idea in someone's head, that it's better to talk about it than to not talk about it. Um, It's kind of nice to have that myth busted. Mm -hmm. And particularly in a culture, we talked about this on Monday, that doesn't value life. I mean, from abortion, I mean, the, the, I read an, an article in the New York Times uh, just last week from a woman who said that um, her late-term abortion was right for her. And mm-hmm. she gives all these reasons why aborting her uh, her baby at a late-term gestational age was right because the baby had been diagnosed with which what was probably going to be a life-threatening illness. So rather than then take a chance that the child would suffer, we end the child's life. And that's really suicide is the same thing, only, only now you're talking about instead of a parent making a decision mm-hmm. to end the life of a child, you're talking about the person making the decision to end their own life. But the root of it is the same. It's a devaluing of the preciousness of human life, which God says uh, is important to him. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important that we be having these conversations um, with our teens, because the reality is if it's something that's on their mind, they are probably going to talk about it. And if they don't feel like they can talk to you about it, they're going to be talking to someone else, probably their peers who also have bad perspectives on these and won't be able to offer good advice usually. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes with lots of things. I mean, the stuff that I hear as a youth pastor is mind-blowing. I mean, the stuff that they deal with on a daily basis, especially the girls in my youth group, just the way that boys act and the, the expectations that they feel like they have to meet and um, they base a lot of their value on how pretty they are. That's mm. like one of the biggest things, how pretty, how smart, how funny, those kinds of things. How and many followers. Yeah, um, how many followers they have, how popular they are at school. And it's a tough environment. And um, that's definitely something that I learned from watching 13 Reasons Why and hearing, um, like um, putting that next to what I hear from the students, that that's an accurate thing, that in school it's just a really tough environment. And there's a lot of stuff they deal with. Um, so talking to your kids about suicide and not just suicide, but like depression or just how they're doing, what are their friends like in school? Who are they hanging out with? Um, what are things that are, what, what are people talking about in school? I mean, the kinds of things that these kids are talking about and thinking about on a regular basis, I think, um, might surprise you. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that you just said that I want to touch on it for a minute because the Bible says in Proverbs that a companion of fool suffers harm. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we have a responsibility to know who our kids are hanging out with. And yet I hear all the time parents, as their kids get older, the parents will say, oh, but you know, I don't want to butt in or I don't. For you as somebody who works with teens all the time, I mean, I obviously have an opinion, which you know, because Mm -hmm. I raised you. Uh, but we were in your business. We were in your business as your parents. We wanted to know your friends. If there was somebody that you were hanging out with that we felt like wasn't good for you, 
we, I don't know if you noticed this because we we're trying to be sneaky, but we distanced you from that person. We would say, oh, we're busy on Thursday night or, you know, and because we would see you hanging out with somebody who's either emotionally bad for you or they were a bad influence. And parents have a responsibility to say, who is it that my kids are hanging out with? And yet I hear all the time, parents feel like it's an intrusion in the life of their child. What, as a, as a mom now yourself, how do you feel about, and as somebody who works with teens on a regular basis, what would you tell a parent who isn't engaged with and doesn't know who their children are hanging out with and being influenced by? You need to know. It's very important. And I think you know your, your kid, so you probably know best the best ways to go about that, like how to enter into conversations like that, um, things that you know will make your kids storm out of the room and not talk to you, maybe try to avoid addressing it in that way. Um, but I, even if your kids are not in public school, do they spend time on the internet? Who are they talking to? Yep. I, like last year, I had a conversation with a girl who is um, 12, I think, and she met this boy online and within... I don't know. He said he was her age, but within like a month of them talking, he wants to meet up and have sex and all this stuff. And her friend was also there. We're talking about this and her friend's like, oh, this is just the way boys are. They're just, they're all like this. They only want one thing. And I just, I kept well being baffled by the age that I was talking to. And mm. I never, I didn't have friends like that when I was a teenager. Um, but apparently these girls seem to think that's just the way most boys are and that's just they just have to learn to navigate that and try to stay away from him because he might just I mean I was just so surprised and I'm like where do your parents know that you're talking you should not be talking to strangers online you where did you meet this guy oh well we just I was on a snapchat thing or something I mean mm. they're people they don't even know mm -hmm. so it's just it's really important that we know those things and that we ask those questions and at least like I mean yeah your teen could lie to you you know and not tell you but at least you're making yourself available and trust your instincts if they're telling you oh no I'm not you know I'm not talking to that kind of person or whatever but your instincts are telling you otherwise and you're seeing signs that your kids into something they shouldn't be in then you're their parent not you I mean you're their parent first before you're their friend and it's your job to protect them. So step up. Yeah. Kids need their parents to step up. This idea that this false narrative in the culture that we're there to be our, our kids' best friends, I hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, moms are like, I just want to be my kid's friend. Listen, I got news for you. Your kids don't need another friend. They they have lots of friends and only have one mom and one dad. And parents need to be parents. At the end of the day, we've been given the responsibility by God to shepherd and train and nurture our kids. And that means being in their business. It's yeah. important for you kids. I, I love this um, illustration. In Psalm 127, the Bible says that our kids have been given to us like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And what do you do when you're getting ready to launch an arrow? You pull that arrow close to you. You draw uh, the, the bow back and you steady your arm and you're careful. And the culture has the opposite opinion of raising teenagers. The culture says, oh, just give them lots of freedom and make sure that they have, you know, make sure they know that you love them and you're cheering them on and you're their friend and you're there for them. But the illustration that we see in scripture of raising children is the polar opposite of that. Uh, not that you don't want to be a friend to your child because clearly you do, but to just love them and to walk in such close relationship mm -hmm. with them that you, that you know that arrow so well that when you get ready to launch it and to shoot it out into the world and release your child, you know that you've done everything that you could to engage with them, to um, to understand their heart, to talk to them about 
tough things. And I think um, for a parent to create an atmosphere where the child feels like I can talk to my parents about mm -hmm. anything makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it really does. I know girls who haven't had that and have never been able to feel like they can talk to their parents. And that really does damage because then they have to figure out stuff for themselves that they're just not old enough. They don't have enough experience or discernment to be able to do that well. Um, so yeah, that's so important. And then another thing that I think is well absolutely worth mentioning is that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you mm. and you just need to go to the Lord in prayer. This is something that I do um, even in our youth group because sometimes it's not the right time to bring something up and it's not time to pry. Other times it is and you need to be blunt and forward. How do you know where your kid's heart is at? How do you know when it's time to speak up, when it's time to just love and hold them? Um, the Holy Spirit will tell you and just go to the Lord in prayer, pray mm -hmm. and fast if you need to. If you're concerned about your child, pray and fast, figure out what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do because he knows the heart of your child. He knows where they're at and what they need. And I really believe that the Lord will help you with that. Yeah, he will. And that goes back to what we say all the time on the podcast, which is we can't give our kids what we don't have. And so if we want our kids to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit and to walk in right relationship with the Lord, then we as their parents, it starts with us. It starts with parents walking in right relationship with the Lord and encouraging our kids to do the same through our example. I'm going to link back today to a website that Savannah sent me, and there are basically what they give is some possible warning signs um, that your child might be in trouble, and they, they uh, link them around an acrostic using the word facts. Um, those five words are feelings, actions, changes, threats, and situations that can sometimes serve as trigger points for suicidal behavior. So if you're concerned about your child or you're looking uh, for more information on this topic, or maybe you're working with youth or you have a child who has a friend who is struggling, we just want to encourage you today, you, you cannot over-communicate with your child. Mm -hmm. You need to be in communication with your kids. Your kids need you to act like their parents and to be uh, bold enough and brave enough to um, engage them in conversations that are difficult. Yeah, and it is difficult. And that's okay to acknowledge when you're talking to them. Um, it's difficult for us to talk to them. And I think that if you are able to tell them, you know, this is this is a hard subject. It's hard for me to talk about, but I think it's important. It's something that we need to discuss. That might give your child the permission to go, yeah, this is awkward and hard to talk about. And you're just relating to them. Yep, it's so important. Uh, we're going to link back to this stuff today. I want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate you. If you have a show idea, we'd love to hear it. You can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Also, I forgot to mention, I have a brand new scripture writing challenge. It went up on Monday. And uh, I want you guys to go check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. There are also uh, copywork pages for your kids, blank pages. There is nothing that is more powerful in your life than knowing the Word of God. The Bible says the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and able to cut through all of the lies in the culture today. And His Word is there and available for you. So check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. And uh, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear back from you. Podcast at thebusymom.com. Savannah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It's a delight to have you. I love you too. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.